This is the SBNY Podcast. I'm Pete Kennedy. Did somebody say Minipod? Yes, they did. Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and a first-round pick, the coveted New Jersey Nets first-round pick. So what am I here to do today? That is a mini-pod. I'm coming at you for eight minutes, eight to ten minutes, on this Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas trade between the Cavs and the Celtics. Now, if you did not see it, please stay tuned on the Sports Blog New York podcast because there's actually another brand new episode out today with MLB.com writer Joe Trezza. So if you're a baseball guy, you do not want to miss this podcast, but you know me. I could not allow this Kyrie Irving trade to go down without coming out here to give my two cents. So I'm here to break it down from all the angles, tell you how I feel, how I like it, what I don't like, because there's a lot of moving parts in this trade. But again, don't forget to check out that other pod. That's long form. That's a regular old episode, but I recorded that one, and I'm out here grinding the late night so I can give you guys my two cents. So hopefully you enjoy it. Don't forget to hit me on Twitter at Kennedy, two Ys on the end, and at SportBlogNYC on Twitter. Give us a shout. Tell me what you think about Kyrie trade. Tell me what you think about my take, if it's garbage or if it's nice, because hopefully it's nice, but we'll see. We'll see what you think. But I'm here for my two cents on this trade. So let's talk about it from all the angles we can look. Again, real quick, I'll just mention the actual trade. So we have Kyrie Irving to the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, and a first-round pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, off the bat, what do I think? What was my gut reaction? I'll tell you. Cleveland did good. This is not a bad job for a team who may or may not even have a GM at this point. The Cleveland Cavaliers just gave up Kyrie Irving. And when you say it just like that, it sounds real bad, right? But think about it from the holistic perspective of all the drama that was going on for the past couple weeks and that would have continued until he subsequently got moved later in the year. So it was going to happen, right? That's an important aspect to this, in my opinion. You have to realize this was going to happen. So the fact that it's with the Celtics gives this, this feeling of trading with a rival and kind of just giving up almost. But it's not that because it was a damn good deal for Cleveland. So let's jump into that first because I got some takes on how Kyrie's going to fit with the Celtics. But let's talk about the Cavs because my first reaction was not a bad job. Good trade for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It almost seems as if they are playing ahead of the game, playing the long term here, as well as still being able to compete in the short term. Because if LeBron James decides to leave after this year, well, hell, they were going to have to blow it up anyway. So now they get to take one more shot with a roster that's not bad and can easily still compete with the Boston Celtics. So let's talk about it. The Cleveland Cavaliers lose Kyrie Irving. We know what he is. We're going to get into it more on this episode. They lose an elite scorer and a superstar player. But they get back a 27, 28-year-old Isaiah Thomas, paying him less than $10 million a year. 
who now has an even bigger chip on his shoulder as he will play a meaningful role on the Cleveland Cavalier team that will be faced head-to-head all year in the standings and, if we're lucky, in the playoffs. The team that just traded him away. Do you remember the chip IT had being the last pick in the NBA draft? Do you remember the chip he had on his shoulder when he got moved from team to team to team, finally ends up in Boston? And now the city that gave him everything that he thought he needed trades him away to the number one contender, you just got to know that Isaiah Thomas is going to bring his game all year next year. So don't be shocked when he's dropping the same amount of buckets that Kyrie was getting in Cleveland because Isaiah can shoot, and we know what he's done in the fourth quarter, which is when LeBron loves to find guys who are assassins, and he was that last year. Now, I ain't saying Isaiah Thomas is as good as Kyrie Irving. I do not believe that to be so. I'd be crazy if I did. But we have to call a spade a spade and say that IT is about the closest thing to Kyrie Irving as you can be in this league. Okay? For me, that's a big one to remember. They got the better player in Boston from Kyrie, right? But let's not call Isaiah Thomas a schlup. I'm not, I'm not one to say he deserves a max contract next year. I think that is something we're going to run into down the line. But he's a good player. And you got to remember that. Now, Jay Crowder, one of the guys who Cleveland needs. Athletic wing who can help out when LeBron's not guarding the best guy, who can shoot the three, who can play D, who can play the team-style ball. Another guy with a chip on his shoulder. Who now you know will be up in Gordon Hayward's grill after the history from last year when he complained that Boston was cheering for Gordon Hayward. He's going to be going head-to-head to him now. He's playing next to LeBron now. What it comes down to is this, and it's simple. In order for the Boston Celtics to win this trade, they need to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. And that is for a couple reasons, three that I will point out right now. Number one, Cleveland was looking forward, saying we might have to blow this up no matter what if LeBron leaves. Let's get rid of Kyrie. We got a pick, and we got two players who can possibly help us beat Kyrie and the Celtics again anyway. Number, that's number one. Number two is that Kyrie Irving can easily up and leave after two years. So if you don't beat the LeBron Cavaliers and then Kyrie leaves, double trouble. That's two L's in Boston's category. And then number three is kind of a, a toss-up saying that even if Kyrie decides to re-sign with the Boston Celtics and in the future they have a good run, it doesn't have to do specifically with this trade because Cleveland is probably going to be a very different team by the time Kyrie does that in Boston if it don't happen in year one, if he don't beat the LeBron James Cavaliers. To me, that's an important one. Because let's think about this. We have a good year. Say Boston's got 50 wins. Cleveland's got 50 wins. Who's one? Who's two? I don't even care. But we're lucky enough to see a rematch in the Eastern Conference Finals of the two superior teams of the East. And we get to see LeBron, and we get to see Kyrie on opposite sides of the ball for a seven-game series. We get to see Isaiah Thomas going against his old team against the guy he got traded for. We get to see Jay Crowder get inside the face of a man who his own hometown cheered over in Boston when he was there. 
And we got the bad man in LeBron James, who I love Jalen Brown. I think he's going to be a very good player. I think he's going to be very good. Jason Tatum can possibly score 16 points as a rookie this year on a good team. Semi Ojale is a backup rookie, going to play some four, some three, can shoot. But what are they doing to the Cavs that have been there and done that? And LeBron, when he gets going in the playoffs when it matters most. You feel comfortable with the mixture of Gordon Hayward, Marcus Martin, Jalen Brown? That's not bad. That's not bad. But then you throw in all the other factors of the shooters on the Cavs. Jay Crowder as another defensive presence who can shoot. And IT, who, like I said, is not Kyrie Irving. But is about the damn closest thing you can get to Kyrie. Let's think about how this matchup really faces off. Because I heard a good amount of this clearly makes the Celtics better than the Cavs. And they should be poised to win the Eastern Conference. I am not so fast to say that. Kyrie Irving's a special player. And this was part of the reason that I felt the Knicks wouldn't have been smart to get him. And I'm glad that Porzingis was never on the table. And I'm even glad that he's not ended up in New York because it would have been pressure with hometown and that BS. But at least on Boston, Kyrie will be able to flourish next to other stars, next to Gordon Hayward, who is a selfless superstar. In a system with Brad Stevens, who's one of the great coaches, with hopefully a good team defense to hide his defensive flaws. Because let's not act like Kyrie's good on defense, because he's not. Celtics are going to be a good team. They're going to be very good. And they might have a better record than Cleveland. But if you can sit there and look at me in the face and say that the Boston Celtics are now the clear-cut favorite in the East, and you see Eastern Conference Finals, Boston versus Cleveland, you feel confident that the Boston Celtics are the favorites? I can't say I feel the same way because that Boston Celtics bench got a little bit weaker. And this, the, the weaknesses of the team, post-defense and rebounding, that didn't help. Getting rid of Jay Crowder, a guy who plays the four effectively for Boston. Now you got Aaron Baines as the backup center. He may be an X-factor just so he can play some D and rebound because Al Horford ain't that guy. Marcus Morris ain't that guy. You're going to ask Gordon Hayward to do what Kevin Durant did in Golden State and start blocking shots left and right? That ain't going to happen. He's a good player. He's not going to be able to play center like Kevin Durant. So basically my number one takeaway of this trade is that you can tell me that Boston got better and I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. But you cannot tell me that Boston is now better than the Cleveland Cavaliers, clear and cut. But are they closer? Hell yes. And that's why I'm damn excited about this trade because this is going to be an epic battle. I named you three key reasons why this battle between Cleveland and Boston, which we might only have for one more year because Bron Bron might be bye-bye. After this year, no matter what, remember that. But we got three reasons. We got Kyrie leaving big brother in LeBron and going to the direct rival to face off in year one in a race to the finals. We got Isaiah Thomas. I Like I said before, last pick in the draft. This team, that team, that team passed. Boston accepts him. He has a great year. He's one year away from getting paid. See ya. This man's had a chip on his shoulder all year all career it only got bigger 
And then Jay Crowder is an intense guy who plays hard D. You know he'll be a little extra tuned up when they go in against Boston. Hussein, like IT, passed on him right away when Kyrie came in the mix. So to me, this trade ain't about Kyrie too much. He's going to make the Celtics awesome and fun and really good. But I don't think he does what the Celtics needed to do to get past LeBron James, a LeBron James-led team. What I do know is that this is going to make for a hell of a storyline come this NBA season. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this mini pod. I went even a little longer than I expected, but hopefully you listened to the whole thing. We're only at 12, 12 and a half, 13 minutes right now. That ain't bad at all. But don't forget, we got the Joe Trezza from MLB.com. Full episode, hour long. Great stuff. Great stories from him inside all different types of Major League Baseball clubhouses this summer, meeting all types of players, Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy, all the Mets and the Yankees. He's got great stories. He was a great interview. Good friend of mine. So definitely check that one out. That's also on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You know the deal. But I'm going to say my last closing statement about this trade. In the very least, Cleveland already came out happy. They have a first pick. They can still compete this year. And when LeBron leaves, if he leaves, they are in a perfect place to blow it up with a good draft pick from the Nets via Boston. And then they're going to be bad after that and get another pick. And you know what? If they don't blow it like they did for most of their existence, they might be in a decent chance to bounce back after LeBron lefts, leaves and they traded Kyrie Irving. And that's a pretty crazy reality to accept. So don't judge this trade so quick on, the, on what Kyrie can do for Boston because it all is relative to LeBron. And if Boston can take down Cleveland, all power to him. And that would be an amazing feat that should be looked at as impressive and awesome and exciting. And I, I'm not rooting against it. I'm rooting for an exciting matchup between these two. A true rivalry may have be, been born with this trade. So now all we can do is wait and see how it plays out. But we're going to have some drama. We're going to have some fun. And we're going to see if Kyrie can step up to be a little bit more man than he was behind LeBron and help lead Boston past his old teammate. So again, hopefully you enjoyed this mini episode of the SBNY podcast. My name is Pete Kennedy. Hit me up on my Twitter at Pete Kennedy with two Ys on the end. Hit us up on this Apple podcast, iTunes everything. Give me a rating, a review. I would love to hear back from you guys. As you know, we had a listener last week say, very simply, he wanted to hear more Knicks. And what did that man get? He got an episode with some more Knicks. So your voice will be heard. Reach out, leave a rating, review, hit me on Twitter. Always appreciate the listen. And let me know what you think about this Kyrie Irving trade. Some crazy stuff's going on. NFL season right around the corner, NBA season around the corner. We're leading to a great time in sports with MLB playoffs as well. So check out the Joe Trezza MLB.com podcast. Obviously, you just listened to this one. Hopefully you enjoyed, and have a great day.